On today's episode, we talk about the 76ers' big game two win in Philadelphia over the Toronto Raptors by 15 and why it was so important to get this one before heading to Toronto on Wednesday for game three. That's next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Sports Radio in Philadelphia. Alongside my partner and co-host, Keith Pompey, after the Sixers' big win in Game 2 in Philadelphia at home to take a 2-0 lead in the best-of-seven series in Round 1. Keith, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? How you been, bro? Uh, pretty good. Glad to be back with you. First, before we get started, I want to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen Every day, and remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including, yep, you guessed it, checking us out right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Keith, a 112-97 home win to take a 2-0 lead on Monday night in Philadelphia. A tremendous win once again for the 76ers over the visiting Toronto Raptors. Uh, your initial thoughts on how this one went down and put the Sixers up 2 nothing in this series? I mean, I, I thought it was a, a, a good win for the Sixers. I mean, you look at it, um, you know, no no Scotty Barnes, uh, you know, Gary Trent uh, Jr., you know, still sick. He looked bad. You know, Thad Young really didn't do anything. I mean, it was three guys who were, you know, doubtful. Um, you know, a Scotty didn't play. So, I mean, I, I felt like, after the Sixers got punched in the mouth in the in the begin in the beginning, I mean literally punched in the mouth with their physicality. You know, I hate for the cliche, but they weathered the storm and they just came out and played the way you knew they would. Um, I thought that I mean, right now without Scotty Barnes, if we want to be real, you know, it's it's tough because then you got guys like Pascal Siakam, um, uh, Fred Van Vliet, they have to do they got to do more. They got to do extra. And then you realize these other guys are good role players, but none of them are ready to step up and be that man. And, and, and Scotty not having him with there. And then the, the thing about it is the Sixers still played well. You look at Maxi, another solid game. Tobias Harris, another a good game. So right now it just looks like, I mean, something can turn, but right now it just looks like the Sixers are the better team, the deeper team, believe it or not. With, with, with uh, all these injuries that uh, the Raptors have. Oh, you're absolutely right. And, and one of the points that you made at the very top about the weathering the storm part of, of things, that they get off to an 8-0 run, then eventually up 11-2. And it looked really tough for the Sixers, to be perfectly honest with you, with uh, how things were going to go for the squad, man. And I didn't know how they were going to respond to it because the Raptors were making their shots. They seemed, again, as you said, very very physical with how they were playing. And it was something that was discussed after game one and making sure that, again, you still match their physicality and if not, make them to conform with how you're playing. And once they, once Embiid took that real hard foul from Pascal Siakam, the officials, they reviewed it to see if it was going to be upgraded from a 
common foul to a flagrant, he basically was like, okay, if that's how you want to play, the rest of the teammates as well, if that's how you guys want to play, then let's play. Next thing you know, Keith is 13-13. He's yelling at the crowd after he's fouled on a fast break opportunity to tie the game up at 13-13 after a great pass from James Harden, who was leading the transition, and B was right behind him. He dropped it off, kind of uh, screened off a little bit, Pascal Siakam, to allow B to finish that layup at the rim. And they went on, and, and they went and did what they needed to do. Now, the Raptors were up, what, 33-32 after one, but then the Sixers held them defensively to 38 combined points in the second and third quarters, 19 points in each frame, 35 in the second for the Sixers, 28 for, the, for Philadelphia in the third. And that's where things just really got out of the hand for the 76ers. And, and the Raptors just couldn't do anything. They made a run where they had a 15-0 run in the fourth quarter to try to close the gap. But eventually, Tyrese Max, as you talked about, his, his strong performance and what he was able to do with his 23, Tobias Harris, also contributing his points as well in the 20s. Uh, just a really good overall team win. And I thought, Keith, as a collective group, the defense really stood out to me. I mentioned the second and third, but after they did what they did in the first, the Raptors, by hanging at 33, you know they wanted to come out, as you said, punch them in the mouth, show the physicality, but also offensively put some points on the board. They wanted to kind of, you know, make sure that they knew that they would be there after what we saw on Saturday, and that was just an isolated thing. But it wasn't, because as you pointed out, with no Barnes, Gary Trent not himself, Thaddeus Young playing through a, a thumb injury, they just weren't the team that we thought they were coming into the series now that they're a little bit depleted with these injuries. And you also said it, the Sixers right now, they seem like the more healthy, the more deeper team right now with knock on wood, everyone available to Doc Rivers for his rotation. And they just came out, man, and, and I love the way that they responded, dealing with the physicality, answering that, and then not only answering with their own physicality, but also still doing it and shooting over 50% from the field uh, eventually passing them with a plus three in the three-point opportunities and continuing to pile up the free throws that they did. So for me, man, I know that once again we talk about guys not really playing. Uh, James Harden didn't have a great statistical game like he did on Saturday. But I thought he played really well with how he controlled the game again, getting his guys looks, hitting some shots himself as well. Did not have a high point total, but that's what the team is all about the team is showing up at the right time right now Keith in this playoffs and you, you come together at the right time and you do so in the postseason and uh, they're really showing it through these first team they held serve with the first two games at home and now it's time to take it on the road for game three on Wednesday and, and see how they respond to that tough atmosphere that is Toronto yeah you're right I mean I think the game that the, the thing that tells you the most about the game is Fred Van Vliet in the first quarter, he had, what, 15 points on five for nine shooting. Yep. He was four for six. He played all 12 minutes. Well, the brother played all 12 minutes in the second quarter, right? He had two points on one for nine shooting and was a minus 16. I mean, again, that goes to tell me that this team was tired. I mean, you look at, I mean, not only tired, but they just didn't, they needed him to extend himself in order for them to be competitive. You look at Gary Trent, you know what I mean? The first quarter, he had he took two shots. He played three minutes and 45 seconds in the first quarter. The second quarter, he, well, he didn't score a point. 
second quarter, he didn't take a single shot. And then he was bent. He, they, they, they didn't play him in the second half. So, you know, to me, it's, it's one of those things where, yes, I'm not taking anything away from the Sixers. But I just think that when you have a team being ill, you also have a team missing their players. These guys had to overextend themselves. And it looked like Fred VanVleet ran out of gas after one quarter. I mean, he played all 24 minutes in the first half. I mean, he played all of them. But, you know, hey, you know what? It was a good win. But at the same time, like, we got to be real. Dude was tired. (laughs) You know what I mean? He was gassed after one quarter. Hey, it's part of the game. So with that part of the game, uh, he didn't have, you know, didn't have his legs. It was a little fatigue. As you talked about, overextending themselves. They're running because that's what they like to do. Can't really score as well in the half-court set. Again, that's part of the game, and that's how it played out. Now the Raptors go back to Toronto or two down two nothing and looking to now protect their home floor starting with game number three on Wednesday. Keith will get to game number three a little bit later, but uh, we have to on the other side talk about the free throw opportunities for the 76ers. They were a uh, once again getting to the foul line uh, as they typically do, and uh, Joel Embiid being one of them. They as a team shot 26 for 30. The Raptors, 10 for 12. Sixers more aggressive uh, last night in game number two. Nick Nurse had a lot of things to say after game one. Before game two and during game two, we'll talk about the exchange he had with uh, a member of the Philadelphia 76ers player while on the floor as he continues to talk about the discrepancy there and the foul calling for the Raptors and the Sixers. That's next right here. Locked on 76ers. Yeah, he, he did have a lot to say. He had a whole lot to say. But you know what? I, I, I like stuff like that, D. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I like hearing back and forth. But listen, Sixers fans and NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the awkward winning at Prize Picks, right? Prize Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will too, right? It's easy to use. You pick two to five players and the over-under on their projected projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you and the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawal. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize pick offers a variety of options right options right here's the deal man you know prize picks doesn't just offer nba they have options in the college basketball college football nfl nba soccer mma and more for a limited time prize picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users users get 50 dollars for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single points, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA $50 for free. If a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point, I'm telling you do it today. People really do it today. It's really worth it. 
And then there's something else that I think that you guys will really enjoy. You like prize picks? Then I know you're going to love Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts now. Sorry about that. Thank you all for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. There were a few other games, Dallas and Utah last night, Golden State and Denver as well. So go ahead and make sure, again, you check out the Locked On Now podcast for those recaps of those games as well as we uh, dive into the 76ers. Keith, one of the uh, big storylines coming into the series and certainly played out so far through these first two games is the uh, Nick Nurse not happy with the free throws, specifically Joel Embiid getting his calls. He had 14 free throw opportunities last night in the first quarter. He had 12, and uh, they were just simply not happy about it yet again. As a team, the Sixers 26 for 30, the Toronto Raptors 10 for 12. He's a big individual. Uh, he knows how to play within the rules, and uh, he's a very skilled basketball player. But I was, at the time, doing the post-game show, so I did not hear it in the moment. You were there as uh, you, you were telling me about Nick Nurse and Joel Embiid having an exchange uh, as, the, as, as this is, again, one big storyline. Uh, what was it that was discussed between Embiid and Nick Nurse in terms of the foul calls? You know, what I mean, it wasn't really about the uh, the foul calls. It was about, um, I mean, it was, but it wasn't. It was a little bit deeper than that. Like, you know, Nick Nurse was uh, basically saying, you know, Joel is getting these getting away with charges. He's hacking our players. We're not getting called. You know, we're not getting the same calls as him. Joel basically walked up to him and said, "Look, I told him respectfully. I told him to stop." being about calls, right? Stop whining. Stop whining. Well, stop whining about calls because I saw what he said last game, right? So, you know what I mean? And then, like, you know, Nick Nurse uh, said, he, you know, the conversation went like this. He says, he was saying to me, that's what I'm going to keep making, that I'm going to keep making all these free throws if you keep fouling. And I said, well, you might have to. A good player, you know, and then so it was one of those things where, you know, they, they they had a little back and forth. You know, Nurse says he's a great player. I have a lot of respect for him. But the coach was honest. He says he's certainly playing great here, and, and, and there's nothing there. He's talking about between the two. I was just trying to compete against him, and he was trying to compete against us. And that's what Nick Nurse is doing. Like, come on, man! It's not. It's not. Nah, just, dude. Nah, it is. It, it is. Listen. Nothing there. Listen, listen. Like, listen look, 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 look. Here. Yeah, nah, yeah and, but 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 see, listen, me. listen. Can I finish? Can I finish before right, you get into it? What else is Nick Nurse going to do, D? <laughs> no, I agree with that. I mean, what else is he going to do? Oh, he got six, eight dudes. He got six, eight, six, nine dudes 
weighing a buck 20 at most guarding and I would be complaining to the ref too. I'd be like, yo, this dude is, we know he don't get on, but like, yo, it's an offensive foul. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I mean, it is what it is. They like, I mean, that's what you got to do. They did the same thing to Shaq. When Shaq was beasting everybody, oh, he's fouling us. How come you didn't call foul? Because he was postering kids. Now, but Shaq was knocking them over, though. But at the same time, <laughs> if you're Nick Nurse, what else you going to do, bro? No, what else I'm, not com- do? I'm not complaining that he's doing that. But for him to say, oh, it was nothing more than just that I respect him as a player and all that stuff. Of course, you respect him as a player. You know how dominant he is and how much of a great player he is, in fact, and what he's doing against your team. You don't sit there and say it as if it was just all clean. First of all, he came into the game the way that he was, talking about the officials after game one the same way and i understand you're trying to make sure you carry favor towards them or at least make them aware that you you're not happy with how they're calling the games i get that i i i get all of that but he knows number one and b laid it out the way that it probably actually went nick nurse cleaned it up a little bit you know there were some more colorful things in there that were said between the both of them and i'm not saying that there's any any animosity between them both they're both competing right now as you said the gamesmanship that is the game within the game. So I'm not mad at Nick Nurse for that, but come on, man. He absolutely has to do what he is doing. It's not his fault that it's not working. There are not many people in the NBA who can slow down Joel Embiid. They did a solid job in game one. He adjusted and also hurt them in different ways. Game number two, he got the same amount of calls because he was being fouled. So, now we go to game three, see how much more he complains about the officiating and see if he can get some more calls now on their home floor. Uh, the whistle travels <laughs> and Embiid travels, not walking in the game, travel, blow the whistle, travels to Toronto. He's still the same big individual. He still has the same skill set to go along with it. And I expect him to still be aggressive, get to the foul line, make his free throws, and that will impact the game. We'll see where it goes from here. Uh, Nick Nurse has said all he could say. He's made the adjustments that he could make. The only thing that's going to help him at this point is if Shaq comes back or Jamal McGlure, who's the assistant on the bench, one of the assistants suits up and can give him six fouls and and helping out because Embiid is in the top three as a finalist in the MVP voting for a reason. And we're seeing why. Because of both the coach complaining the players complaining when the fouls are called and then we're seeing the result as well for the 76ers up 2-0 in this series yeah it's, it's how it goes it's just it's just simply how it goes i agree but if i was him i would be doing the same thing i'm just <laughs> going to keep it real with you uh, if I was him, i'd be like yo he's hacking my dudes he's running them over you know he he <laughs> Look at Scotty Barnes. He couldn't play because of MB stepping on his foot. You know what I mean? If I was him, I would say all that, even though that was inadvertent. You know what I mean? But yeah. I would do it all. You know what I mean? I got you. I, I got you, man. We'll listen to a 2-0 series lead. And uh, Keith, in the, in the uh, next segment for us, uh, I wanted to talk about somebody who we talk about more of it for his offense, but we don't get into it with his defense. And I thought through two games, specifically in game two, he has played some really solid basketball. And that's Tobias Harrison. Why? His defense is now important going forward, especially going on the road with no Matisse style. We'll get to that on the other side next up, right here, Locked On 76ers. But before we do that, Keith, I got to tell the folks about 
the uh, Rock Auto. Great place we've been telling you about where if you're having some issues with your car, you know, you want to save time and money by uh, using a, a place like Rock Auto because you can spend 30, 50, even 100% less than what we've seen with other places. As an example, if you have a Honda Odyssey, I've given this example of a fuel pump that is costing you $353 at some chain store. At Rock Auto, you can get it for $216. That's how great this place is as a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Make sure you check them out. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. I needed a brake lamp. I made sure I reached out to Rock Auto, and I got it at a much cheaper price than some of the chain stores that are out there. So I encourage you to go ahead and do that for your own auto part needs that you can do it yourself. Discover Rock Auto and how they can help you and explore their easy-to-use website today. Find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that are available to you for your car or your truck. Right in, locked on, in there. How did you hear about this box? So they know we sent you. Make sure you found out from Locked On 76ers. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Something as simple as a tail light. That's all you need. Go to Rock Auto. Check them out, rockauto.com. All right, Keith. Tobias Harris had a really good game again. Last night, game number two, he finished 39 minutes, 7-4-11 from the field. Three for three from beyond, three for three, three for four from, no, three for three from beyond, three for four from the foul line, 10 rebounds, helping out on the glass, and getting three block shots, Keith, to go along with 20 points. We'll focus on the 20 points because he's starting to find his groove, and this is something that we've been waiting to see since the arrival of James Harden. And B is being, has been himself. He is, uh, James Harden has had some really good productive offensive games. Tyrese Maxey, the same deal. Tobias Harris is finally starting to find his rhythm and his flow within the offense. But what I've seen, Keith, in the last two games against some really good, talented offensive players on the other side, OG Ananobi had a really good series so far. So has Pascal Siakam. You only slow them down. You can't stop them. And I thought Tobias Harris had really stepped up his defensive performance, has stepped up to the challenge of slowing down those two players on the perimeter switching off at times with Fred Van Vliet, the same with Gary Trent Jr., maybe when Chris Boucher comes into the game knowing he had 17 points off the bench, 8 of 13 from the floor, and just giving that effort there, not slowing them down, but just simply giving the effort. Keith, I think we're starting to see something that is going to benefit them in the playoffs overall, starting with this series, obviously still uh, some games to be played here, beginning with game number three on Wednesday. And with no Matisse Thibel, I think this is a really good development and it bodes well for the Sixers with Tobias Harris really stepping up and taking on the challenge of being a better defensive player on the wing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would agree. Um, you know, the thing is, to me, the matchup, the key matchup of this series, whoever Tobias Harris is guarding. And, and that's not a knock against Tobias. What it is is, you know, Tobias, you know, if he's going up against Pascal Siakam, he has to, um, he has to, you know, make him work hard, do things, get some steals, do some hustle plays, so to speak, on that end. But also he has to come back down and, and then hold his own offensively. He has to produce against this guy. And that's what Tobias is doing. I mean, he had a 
a game high three blocks uh, last night. You know, he also had 20 points on 7 for 11 shooting. He was three for three from the a three point line. I mean, if you really want to be real, like, you know, he's been the most, one of the most, he's been the most consistent person. Yeah, 46 points games. through the first two games. Yeah. And now, playing this good defense. Yeah. Now you can look at Maxi and say Maxi had 23 and 8 for 11, but Tobias is also doing it tw- on, the, on the defensive end as well. So, you know, he's like the unsung, the unsung hero award so far through this tournament. I mean, he's been playing well. He's been playing very well. No, he's been playing really well. I've been really impressed with what he's been doing, not just, again, as as a scorer, but as a, a distributor. While he didn't have the assist total tonight, last night, he had one assist, but he had six in game number one to go with the six rebounds. He backs it up tonight rebounding-wise with ten boards, helping out and beat on the glass. Maxie had nine as well. So collectively, they got together to crash the glass to, again, try to limit those offensive rebound chances for the Toronto Raptors. Now, they did hit the offensive glass a little bit more. However, uh, the Sixers were able to do enough and still uh, have uh, some success there with the second chance points themselves, where uh, the fast break points, they had 22 to 10. And uh, once again, uh, just being able to uh, offensively do what they need to do and still play solid defense overall. With no Matisse Thibault now, Keith, and we'll get into that in our next episode again as we preview the game for Wednesday, 8 o'clock. I mean, listen, man, this is a really good development, an important development for me uh, as, I, as I have been critical of Tobias Harris in the past. And right now I have nothing but praise for the job that he has done both offensively and now again speaking out uh, publicly uh, about his defense and what he's been able to do. It's not going to be any easier going on the road in Toronto in that Scotiabank Arena. That crowd is crazy. Um, now you know they're going to get some home calls because that's how it goes. And Pascal Siakam is a really good defend, uh, player. OG Anobi has had a solid start so far to this series. They just happen to lose these games. So let's see if this defense with Tobias Harris travels and how he now uh, matches up against those players in Toronto on the road in a tough environment. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough environment. Um, you know, and, and the thing is, this is when a, a series begins. I mean, you know, a lot of times we get caught up on, um, you know, teams winning at home and winning impressively, but a series doesn't really start until, I know it's a cliche, but it doesn't start until the visitor wins on the home on, on another team's court. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that, you know, this Raptors team, they're going to be motivated. You know, as much as, as the way people were cheering for Joel Embiid and and all this other stuff, they're going to be booing Joel Embiid. You know, we had there was Meek Mill at, at at the game the night. Well, you know, it's going to be Drake at the game Wednesday night. You know, so it's going to be just a lot of stuff, and it's going to be a different atmosphere for the Sixers. And and you know, you you may think that maybe uh, uh, Gary Trent could come back. Maybe he could do something. But I just think it's going to be different. And this is where we're really going to see a lot for, for the Sixers. Uh, I think Toronto's going to come out and, and use that physicality again. But let's see if the Sixers can punch them in the mouth and sustain that on the road. You well, know? we've seen them doing the regular season game. Let's see if they can uh, duplicate what they did in that uh, final game in Toronto uh, the week before the season finale and see how they respond to that and see if they can hold on to it. Look, Toronto did it. 
last night here in Philadelphia. But the Sixers came back and they countered. They made their adjustments and they went on to win in a big way by 15 points, up by as much as uh, 29, I believe it was, in the game. So uh, let's see how they respond to that. But that's something, again, that we'll talk about in our next episode. We want to thank you all for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And again, tomorrow, we will preview game number three in Toronto and talk about how the 76ers need what they need to do and as they travel to Canada, to Toronto, to take on the Toronto Raptors on their home floor. Now, make your second listen after Locked On 76ers, Locked On NBA. We're Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keep. I look forward to our next conversation tomorrow. You'll be in Toronto getting ready for game number three. So I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about from um, the six, as they call it, in Toronto. Yeah, from the six. Beautiful city, man. Remember last time I, I, I showed you out that the skyline is a beautiful yeah. city? Yeah, but listen, I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah, you better be jealous, bro. Be <laughs> jealous. <laughs> Only plan. Hey, uh, hey, y'all, what I want y'all to do is if you like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, right? You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. And you can subscribe to our YouTube, Locked On 76ers YouTube channel. You'll, uh, you'll get the daily updates. And, and look, D and I don't always agree. On things like, you know, I thought Nick Nurse was right for complaining because I would have done it too. He should. It should. But but uh but you know what? We have fun and, and make sure you come here and get your daily listen about get your song. daily listen. Check out Keith Dapper up all with the suit looking sharp with the tie. <laughs> Got the backdrop of the arena. All looking good here on Locked On 76. This is where you get all the, you know, all the great information. We hope we provide some good information for you, some good dialogue, some good back and forth as we uh, get ready for not only, of course, Sixer fans, but even when we welcome in the Raptor fans for this series. So, everybody, we hope you have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Keith, talk to you then, man. All right, peace, man. But you won't see me in a suit tomorrow, bro. (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt and hoodie it is. (laughs) Exactly. All right, man. All right, y'all. Peace.